Welcome to this Girl Life podcast. We're your hosts, Whitney Kleiner and Kristen Kavan, best friends who understand the power of friendship, good conversations, and the realness of creating your best life. Each week, you can find us here having real, raw, unfiltered conversations that you want to have with your best friends. It's everything you need to know to master this girl life. Let's get it started. Welcome to the 10th episode of This Girl Life. It's Whitney Woo! and Kristen. We are back with you guys. Can you believe we made it to 10 episodes? Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. 10, 10 to win. Too. <laughs> we are in double digits. We are in double digits. That's super exciting. That's a big deal. If I had champagne, I would be cheersing you right now. I have, a, I have a LaCroix, like always, so cheers. Cheers. Clink, clink. So excited, so excited to to just have this episode. Oh my gosh. Me too. But first, before we jump into that, can we talk about Game of Thrones? I think we have to talk about Game of Thrones. Okay, guys, if you're living under a rock, get out from under it because Game of Thrones, the final season started on Sunday and it yes. was insane. Seriously, but can I just can I just say the one thing that annoyed me was everyone who doesn't watch Game of Thrones being like, convince me why I should watch Game of Thrones. And I want to be like, B, I shouldn't <laughs> have to convince you to watch Game of to Thrones. To watch the greatest show on TV. And I'm not going to waste my time trying to convince you when I could be watching Game of Thrones. And here's my beef. Like, okay, if you don't want to watch it, that's fine. But the people that are like, it's the worst show on TV, but I've never seen an episode. I don't know the characters and I don't know anything about it. I'm like... You can't talk about it then. Yeah. Like, people, if you haven't watched it, you can't have an opinion on whether or not it's good or bad. Yeah. People just like to be the odd man out. You know, they like to ruffle feathers. So, yeah. And I'm going to ruffle them right back because I think it's the greatest show ever. It is. I agree. It's one of the coolest shows, you know, mm-hmm. out there. But let's – and we're not going to, like, give anything away, obviously, because we weren't the creators, so we don't know how it ends. But <laughs> let's predict – What's your you prediction? Know, so going into Sunday, I thought we were going to have a huge death right off the bat. I did That too. was my – I thought like done, Daenerys is done first episode. I honestly thought that was going to happen. Yeah, I but did too. But my prediction is John or Daenerys has to die and our, one of the Starks has to die. So either Arya or Sansa, one of them has to die. That's my prediction. Yeah. See, my prediction is Jon Snow was, has already died. So Jon's not going to die. Like, to uh, kill off Jon Snow again would just be – it's either going to be the biggest dramatic – I mean, if you can get more dramatic than deaths right. and things in Game of Thrones, then, yeah, kill him off again. And, like, let – who – what is the queen that has the short hair who's pregnant with her brother? Cersei. Cersei. Ugh, can't ever remember her name. She, it's just, like, she's going to win everything, you know? Like, right. no one wants her to, and then she wins it all. But, yeah, or it's going to be, like, Sansa, and she's just going to come in and – like rule everything i think she's gonna be a boss like sansa from episode season one to sansa season eight is like a glow up like that is how you want to glow up yeah because she killed it definitely i'm so excited though for some twists and turns and literally last night i was just like oh my gosh Uh, like i was so excited my husband just can't even really get into it with me, which is really sad, but I make him watch it anyways. And now I won't tell you what John knows 
and what he learned on Sunday. But John knows now. And for those of you who watched, you know what John knows. And yeah. it's huge. And I can't wait to see how that all turns Plays out. out. Right. Because, yeah. you know what, guys? In real life, like, everyone wants to marry Jon Snow. Like, he's such exactly. a good guy. Right? Yeah. I will say he's kind of a midget for me. Did you notice, like, how Sansa yeah. and him are, like, she towers over him? Yeah. I was like, John, you're like mini-me. I could fit you in my pocket. Uh, but I just think <laughs> you went in my pocket, Jon Snow. Um, but that's what I'm wondering. Like, he's such a good guy throughout this whole season, the whole seasons. So how is he going to handle this in comparison to how another major character is that character going to let this go and be like, yeah, you know, I know what? Now I have to, like – Step back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. I don't I know. know. I don't... And whew, what's going to happen with the White Walker dragon? I don't know. I know. I and know. I'm spoiling alert now from last season. So if you are so behind that you don't know what happened last season, yeah. then psh. sorry. Not sorry. Oh, my gosh. We could literally talk Game of Thrones for an entire episode. It's so good. If you're not watching it, stop everything you're doing. Binge watch it now because it's yeah. the best show ever. It is. Okay. But besides Game of Thrones, again, we could do a whole episode on it. We have an incredible episode coming up for you guys. Honestly, we have on Lauren Scruggs Kennedy, and it was by far – just an interview that was like hanging out with our best friend. She is the most incredible human being, so genuine, so kind. And throughout this interview, you're going to fall in love with her because we did. So she is one of those people for me, at least that is like checking off a dream guest. Yes, she was. Like it was, it was just surreal to get to spend an hour with her. Yeah. She's just so who she portrays you know, on social media. Mm-hmm. So please stay tuned. Literally, we have her episode coming up because she just has so many little nuggets and you're just going to walk away being filled with joy and happiness. I can promise you that. So without any further ado, let's welcome Lauren to this Girl Life podcast. Oh, hi guys. Welcome back. We are so excited today. I am just pumped. Um, today we have on the beautiful Lauren Scruggs Kennedy. And before we get into this, I wanted to give you guys a little insight to Whitney and my brainstorming session. So when we started this, we were doing research on you, Lauren, and all the incredible things that you've done. And honestly, we didn't even really know where to start because you have so many accomplishments. You have so many amazing projects going on. And in general, you're just incredible. You are a writer, you're a blogger, you're a woman of faith, a wife, you've created your own dry shampoo line. You've started a health and wellness program called the Clean Sweep. You've created your own foundation. You've handled your way through tragedy with grace and with class. You've written books and you're you're just amazing. And both of us have personally followed your journey for a really long time. And so we just feel really honored that you decided to come on this Girl Life podcast today. So we want to welcome you. Warmest welcomes. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. That's like the sweetest intro. Ever. <laughs> thank you. Well, we just, we honestly think you are amazing. We have personally followed your journey for a long time. And so I'll, we'll, we'll just dive right into it. For anyone living under a rock and don't know who you are, <laughs> will you um, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I have been in LA for about five years now, which is so crazy and have been married for four and a half. And so I moved out here because my husband's been out here for about 14 years and 
Um, this is just where his job is. Um, so I came to join him and yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like I just have so many passion projects that I love and that God's kind of put in my path that I didn't expect. Um, and yeah, some are just with my best friend, with my twin sister, um, or just things that pertain to my story and, um, just been a joy to carry out the process. Um, so yeah, my day to day is different every day. Um, and yeah, I just, (laughs) it's it's been fun. It's been like a crazy journey, but, um, I've learned so much and I'm really thankful for it. So how it has been a crazy journey when you, when we Mm -hmm. kind of were learning your story, how does a Dallas girl move to New York, right? And work in Mm -hmm. fashion for um, Mm -hmm. Gossip Girl and report for Fashion Week. How, tell us a little bit of how you got from Dallas to that part of your life. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm going to put my, so, oh man. Okay, well, I, so I know I mentioned I have a twin sister. So when we were going to college, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go where she's going. I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go. Um. Texas A&M and realized what I wanted to do when I got there so and just got this really clear passion but a very like not a clear picture as to what that looked like but I just started praying through it and I'm like whoa it was like such a clear um like I feel like God was speaking to me very clearly Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of journaling about it and um I was like I can't be here it was like this um, very clear, almost like decision within me. Um, like this is not the place for me. And so I went home for a semester and my like really good friend. So she's my, one of my mom's best friends. She would always tell me, I want you to meet, um, Eric Damon, who's the fashion, um, stylist of Gossip Girl and her son worked or acted on that show. And she was like, dying for you to meet him he's the most amazing person and um so anyways we had like so many conversations about it and my mom and Dana is her name and I went to New York just to look at schools and it just so happened that Chase her son was having a fitting which I realized over time is like super rare because they don't happen incredibly often so we landed and just went straight there and I asked them like hey do you guys do internships I'd love (laughs) to do this and they just said no we never have but if you can get school credit we absolutely would love that um and I don't know what it was like I guess the best way to say is just the peace of God because if you think about it it's like a little crazy (laughs) like going to New York by yourself when you're 19 and like you're not really sure like what you're doing and you're in school but I would do classes online if I lived there and my parents just felt so much peace about it too and I'm really close to my parents and just respect their wisdom and their faith and all of that. And so that's really how it happened. And the writer's strike was happening actually at that time. So the show was not even filming. So when I moved there, um, there literally was no internship for me, but I knew that (laughs) going into it. And my parents were like, I feel like you're still supposed to go. I'm like, I do too. It's so weird. And um, I got there and actually called this girl that I grew up with in our church, she was like my big sister and she was like Michael Kors right hand woman. And she, um, I called her in the summer and never heard back, 
because I knew the writer's strike was happening in the summertime. And um, I was like, yeah, so I never heard back from her. And then I called her like day two of living in New York. And I'm like, Lindsay, okay, so here's my situation. She was like, oh my gosh, I've been meaning to call you back. And she was like, I want you to intern here until Gossip Girl's back. Or if it's not back, just stay here the whole semester. And so it was just such a blessing because it gave me a picture of kind of all things I was wondering about the fashion industry. Like, yeah, that was very corporate and business and buying, selling, um, preparing for fashion week in the back end of things and dressing models and things like that. And then halfway through Gossip Girl came back. So that was just like super creative, um, going to like showrooms and styling the actors. And it was a very like small, there were probably like four or five of us with the people that were actually hired. So I got a lot of experience um, at both places, but um, especially there at Gossip Girl. And um, it was just so crazy, like how that (laughs) happened. But I feel like that's just what God does because yes, I don't know. I just had like such curiosity about, I just wasn't sure about the whole industry and that just gave me such clear perspective. Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool. I think something I just picked up from what you were saying is, First of all, side note, Gossip Girl was my favorite show in college. So first of all, can we just talk about how cool that is that you got to be on Gossip Girl every day and see that? Yeah. But I also think it says so much about you because I feel like there have been times in my life where I've had that thing where it's like, I know I need to do this, but I'm not ready. And so you're fighting so hard against something that in the back of your mind, you know, it's it's right. And you know that God is telling you, like, it's time to go this direction. But I feel like there's been times where I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not ready to do it yet. And I think it's just amazing that you so blindly were able to just kind of jump into it and say, okay, like you're leading me this way. This is where we're going. And I just think, I think that's such a cool testament to you and your story. Oh, thank you. I know it was interesting too, before going, I told a few people just at our church and they were like, I feel like it was some of the older not like really old, but like some of the parents were just like, are you sure you want to do that? It could be like such a crazy industry. And I was like, yes, like I feel so actually called to do this, like for this time period. And um, when I was there, it was just the opposite of what everyone like, I I would want to say like tried to fear me into like, they were just saying, yeah, it's just so dark and like can be scary and all this stuff. And I had the opposite experience. Like, the women at Michael Kors and and the women and men at Gossip Girl, like, they embraced me as if I was family, like, taught me so much. Um, church out there was incredible. Like, the community, like, it was just an amazing experience. And so, I don't know, it's just so cool when God calls you to something because he makes it so clear and I feel like he gives you um, the, I don't know what the right word would be, maybe, like, courage to do it when it doesn't. I don't know if it seems a little scary or if the time's not right. Yeah. You definitely had a little nugget there for me. I was, I think when you find the right group of friends, the right church, Mm -hmm. and you're taking a big leap, whether it's to go to college or an internship or something, I think that can make or break your whole scenario. And it sounds like it Mm -hmm. made, it started your path off the right direction. Yeah, for sure. So, so after getting into fashion and blogging you had been in it a couple years maybe maybe just a year and then 
I know that, and we don't want to assume everybody kind of knows your story. So will you share with the TGL listeners a little bit about the accident that kind of changed your life and um, kind of share with everyone that that time frame and timeline? Yeah, so I had been, I'm so bad at time, but I think I had been (laughs) reporting on Fashion Week for maybe like four years. Um, like four or five years and I just was like okay I was still in college for part of that time so when I got out I was like what is the best career plan for me and I thought okay I love um, community and I love sharing things that I'm learning with people and I love math and business and all this stuff so um, I was like I think I'm gonna start a blog which was so new at that time which is so funny to think about now (laughs) there were like four blogs I think I knew about that were just available. Like there were no more that you could look at regarding fashion. Um, and so I started that, I think it launched in August. And then in December I was in, um, an airplane accident. So I was hit by an airplane propeller and lost my left hand and left eye and had a traumatic brain injury and just, um, kind of had to pause my life just to heal physically, emotionally, spiritually, all that. And so, again, I, this was in 2010. Was that right? Is that what you said? It was 2011. 2011. Okay. Yeah. So throughout, throughout that healing journey, I know it took, um, it took time to heal and it took time to process. Um, how, how would you say, you know, your faith. I mean, we've talked a lot about faith right now, just, just in the beginning, but how did your family and your faith and all of that play, play a role in your life? Oh my gosh. It was like the source of hope in the pain. And I feel like our community was just so amazing in Dallas or is amazing in Dallas, but, um, just people wrapped around us like I've never seen before. And, even when you have that, which is the greatest gift, you still need more when you're just in this like crazy life change. And so, um, I don't know, there were some days where I was just like, this is a lot to handle because I was experiencing new emotions of grief, which was really healthy to go through, but I hadn't experienced a lot of the emotions before. So like sadness and anger and, um, all those things. And so, it like scared me a little bit. And I feel like just in those moments or in the moments of shock or just like, I can't believe my hand is not here and my eyes not here and half my head is shaved and like, Oh my gosh, what is happening? I feel like those were the times where I was like, I need something more than like the people in my life and, um, all these things. And that was Jesus for me. And just my parents would read just truth over me, like God, God's word. And, um, even my friends just like pouring truth into me. Um, so yeah, I think it was just in those moments when you need something greater than what God's already providing, which is such a blessing. But, um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know what I would do without like the Lord in those, in that scenario, but just even in life every day, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I, I want to ask you because um, I'm kind of taking this segment over. Sorry, Kristen. Hey, that's okay. I'm just like, I love, it's just so interesting. Because I, I connect with you and in the fact I do EMDR as well. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, girl. I bet. It is. That's um, what I was just doing, actually. <laughs> I did. I did it today too at ten. Oh my gosh. I, I had my therapy it. session. Yeah. Um, it is, and we actually had Janelle Nelson on. She is based out of Carlsbad and specializes okay. in EMDR. But just obviously having your friends, having Jesus help fill you up, there is another element to breaking down um, yeah. grief and processing. So how, how has therapy played a role in that? And I feel like by you talking about it, you have that platform and you're helping kind of break that stigma. So I commend you for that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. You too. I love that you're doing that. It's so awesome. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, man, I don't know. That's like another thing. I just don't know what I would do without. <laughs> so I started in Dallas with a lady who, um, we just did like counseling mm-hmm. and she was so incredible. And then I moved out here and, um, there was one like night that freaked me out because my husband passed out a few times in the middle of the night. And he was like, totally fine. But it just scared me so bad. And I feel like I had not experienced PTSD or anxiety, like really ever in my life, Um, even after my accident. And my counselor in Dallas said, okay, this is time for you to go deeper. And you need to like research some EMDR people out in LA and start that. And so I did that for about two years, like twice a week. Um, it was a really intense process, but just so healing. Mm-hmm. And um, as you know, you just like dig so deeply into really just like cool things that are creating anxiety or fear, whatever that may be. And, um, and then I recently started. So my counselor actually moved to New York and my EMDR counselor. And um, I was talking to one, one of my good friends out here and we, so I struggle with fear a lot mm-hmm. and um, it's just all, so actually today we were saying how you're conscious, like what your brain, yeah, consciously like, what's the word, just, I don't know, processes is yeah. <laughs> 5% of your brain and then 95% of that is your subconscious. So mm-hmm. a lot of times we can change like the physical things we're doing to help with deeper rooted issues like anxiety or fear but it's not changing anything because the problem is in that 95%, like what's happening in that. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyways, I talked to my friend a lot about fear and she was like, um, she was like, have you ever done Sozo therapy? I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's basically EMDR, but like you pray the majority. No. Of it. It's like EMDR, like with, not that EMDR is not with God, but yeah. Um, it's so- like positioned where prayer is like within the EMDR. What is it called again? It's Sozo. It's like S O Z O. No, yeah. but I'm going to look it up now. Interesting. <laughs> it, oh my gosh. It is like game changing because there have been a few times where I'm like, even telling my counselor, like, okay, so this is going on in this. And she's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> within, yeah. my, within my own self, she's like, whoa, okay, I do not know like what is happening. She was like, we could try all day to figure this out. But she was like, you need to hear from God and we'll just spend like, 30 to 45 minutes just like asking God questions and yeah he speaks and then just oh my gosh so powerful that is no I'm gonna look it up though I feel like LA and California because I'm in San Diego um they're just ahead of the times like we're a little bit ahead of time (laughs) totally and she's actually in um Chicago but we just 
do it over FaceTime and it's like the best. Cool. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. I'm so going to look into this. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you have nurse Whitney on a yeah. whole new tangent. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. Wow. Awesome. So Lauren, one thing I think is really cool about you is you have used your accident to create something really beautiful and by creating your foundation. And I know that that's something that's really close to you. And so for our listeners who aren't aware of your foundation, basically we, your tagline reads that you restore hope and confidence in young girls who have lost a limb by creating beautiful cosmetic coverings for prosthesis. And I mean, I think that is just, it's so amazing. And so I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about it and all of our TGL listeners, why, how, and your goal and all of the good stuff that your foundation is doing for people. Yeah. So, okay. So about six months after my accident I was encouraged to get prosthetic arms because your arm can atrophy and then you like learn how to do everything without a prosthesis and so it's like the best if you're going to get one that soon after within the, within that time frame and so I got like a workout prosthesis and then two I think like two or three other arms to like I tan in the summer very like I get pretty dark in the summer so they did like my summer arm and then my winter arm which is lighter and then this other arm that moves called the myoelectric and um my insurance covered like pretty much every penny of that and so I thought that was normal and I just started going to the grocery store and girls would come up to me and be like oh my gosh where did you get your arm or at events um and they would just say like mine looks like plastic my thumb's coming off. I have holes in my hand, all these things. And I was like, what is happening? And I'm like, wait. And I slowly came to find out that insurance just did not cover a penny of their arms. And it's like, I mean, you can start at about $30,000 cash out of pocket for an arm. And then it goes up from there. And, um, I was like, this is just breaking my heart. And I didn't realize at the time, but we were recommended to like the best of the best, but they were all in Dallas. So I didn't know anything different, but I would have someone make my arm at arm dynamics and they're like the most amazing place. And then I would go get my arms painted to match my skin. So this sweet family in Midlothian started this company called Artec and they just have people from around the whole world send in their, um, prosthetic arms and legs to be painted and toes and fingers and wow all these things yeah they're so amazing um and so I didn't realize those were like the best places until time went on um Mm -hmm. and yeah so at that point I just was praying I'm like god there's like I have to help with this because I even met one girl and she was like I'm trying to figure out if we want to save for in vitro if I or if I need to save for a new arm I'm like, this is just so wow. Yeah, because that you'd have to make that choice. Oh my gosh. And just the fact of fighting with insurance when you've experienced mm-hmm. such loss or yeah. Um it's just so crazy. And so Bethany Hamilton and I started this retreat also with girls that had lost a limb of any sort. And there was one of my friends that came there and her name was Amy and her name is Amy and she mm-hmm. lost all four limbs and had two little babies and insurance would just provide like hooks for her hands and just like very not like productive legs and um she like needs arms that move and 
she has babies. And so like, um, the arms they're offering her just like, do not work for that. And so that was another story that just pushed me into being like, what can we do here? This is just devastating to me. Mm -hmm. And I know how much wholeness my arms brought me, even though they're like a physical object, but it just made such a difference in my healing. Yeah. And, um, so from that point on, I just met a lady through actually the retreat, the retreats that we were doing. And she lost her leg when she was 16. She's like 60 now. Um, and then my friend Ashley lost her leg when she was eight and she's my age. And we just all had the same passion. And so we're like, okay, we want to help provide and what can we do? And we realized it was to start this charity. And again, it was just so, um, I feel like when God just has something that he is just like calling you to, it doesn't work without any effort or work, but it just like everything falls into place. And it was so crazy to see it all happen because Ashley has done a lot, even with um, foundations and charities. And she was like, I don't know if you'll realize how hard it is or how much time it takes to get this all put together well. And ours came together in like no time. And it was through contacts. It's like a long story, but just the way that God just positions like people that we had met even just after my accident and um, just like mind blowing. So it's been such a joy because we just walk through the prosthetic journey with these girls and they're some of the most empowering people and um, incredible women. And it's just so cool to see how they're so encouraged and Mm -hmm you can just see like a new confidence in them when they receive their arm or leg. And it's just been such a joy. Um, it's amazing. It yeah, is, it is it. amazing. It's I, my grandfather lost his leg in um, world war two. And so at 19 and he wore um, a prosthetic leg until he was 90. Oh my God. Yeah. He was, he was a badass. Um, <laughs> he was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I watched the process myself of, um, his leg was foam and I mean, it was, wow. yeah, it was from, he did not, and this is so funny. He did not want, um, he didn't want a new one. He didn't, he didn't want anything to change really. But I think yeah. to, to just, yeah hear what you're doing for these young girls because it is um a process i watched him having to get his legs fixed here and i'm in arizona right now but it hangers and it was such a process and to have you know a group and a foundation support you help you understand Mm -hmm. um insurance again like the process it's just an amazing thing and you know what people don't realize it unless you have a family member that you know has a prosthetic limb or or yourself you you don't get it and you don't understand it yeah yeah and we've even had a few people that are like um we just check in on them like how's your arm or leg or whatever and one girl recently was just like she has she got toes and a leg and she was like it's actually been really uncomfortable um and for us we're just like we get it like okay this is what we need to do to fix this. And this is who you need to meet with and all this stuff. And just, I don't know, it's just such a sweet experience because a lot of people wouldn't understand that if they hadn't experienced it themselves. Right. Exactly. So it's been just such a gift too, to be like, or to even see like their reactions when they're getting their arms or legs and just knowing I was in that point And I know what my emotions were doing at that point. And like, coming from that perspective of just understanding like where they are at that moment 
you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, that's we, an unbelievable gift that you're able to give them. Yeah. And we have a resource page on um, our website. So we're going to put all the information about your foundation mm-hmm. um, so people can check it out and get some more information there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So we wanted to also talk, Kristen and I, we have been reading your book, Your Beautiful Heart. Yes. And we we love it. I It's like what I needed in my life. <laughs> Because um, we are two Christian women and we appreciate your openness about your faith and um, and just how it dives into today's beauty standards and finding your beauty and your worth through Christ. And for myself, I struggled with that, I think, my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, you live in the public eye and you kind of still have had Jesus remain number one in your life. And how have you kept, I guess, your faith just above it all? Yeah. Okay. I think just after this whole process, you just realize what a gift pain is in your life, which is so, it seems like counterintuitive to say, but I feel like it just develops you into who you are. And for me, it just deepened my faith a lot. And, um, I feel like just moments where you're just like, what is happening? And I have no control over this. It just reminds you that, first of all, we're not on this earth for ourselves. And also God is perfectly in control and he is always present. Um, Because I feel like some people think like when you're going through something hard, okay, what did I do wrong? Or um, why did this have to happen to me? Or just whatever it might be. And I'm like, um, someone told me one time, like God has gifted you and trusted you with your story and um that was just really powerful to me because I was like this is a responsibility like given to me by Jesus and that does not mean it's easy at all um I feel like every day even just going uh just like back to beauty but that is probably something as women that we all struggle with daily of just where we're putting our identity and um where or how we define beauty, I guess is a better way to say it. And I feel like when you go through something tragic that's physically um, involved, I guess, I think for me, at least, I realized what I heavily focused on prior to because they were the things that bothered me the most. So it was like, I don't look the same. I feel like guys won't think I'm attractive. Um, Even will people take me seriously anymore or will people... Um, I don't know, like respect me or think I'm capable. Um, And not that all those are bad things, but just knowing like my identity is not in getting compliments or guys thinking I'm attractive, but I think I valued that more than I realized prior to. And so, yeah, I think I was just very um, surprised at what I thought the reaction would be from people and what it was. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought, yeah, I feel like people... I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think the story of just pain, like anyone that knows someone that's gone through something difficult, I think it just opens up a safe place to be vulnerable with them because they, you know, they understand it and they understand pain. And so I feel like that's what I experienced a lot of is just, um, like vulnerability from people. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I, I guess it just opened up. Yeah. That. yeah. I get it. I get it. I know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like messing up all of it. No, I get it. 
<laughs> I get it. And I, I think that's something that's why people connect to you is because yeah. through this pain, you, you have become so vulnerable. You've become so real and raw. Mm-hmm. And in society, in this world of social media, we're missing that. And I had so many people yesterday when I posted that we said you were coming on message me and say, oh my gosh, I love Lauren. She's so real. She's so authentic. Like, I mean, I can't tell you how many people messaged me. And that, you know, it's just a testament, I think, of when you keep faith, when you, like, number one, and I think you just become, um, you know where your identity lies Yes. And I first and foremost can say I still struggle with it and I'm still growing and constantly learning. I think we all are because yes. this is a, not a perfect world. <laughs> but you sure. do a beautiful job. You know, I, I admire you. Like I honestly look up to you. I think you do a beautiful job doing that. Um, so I've enjoyed your book because it's just brought me back down to reality <laughs> and like <laughs> focusing on what is important. Yeah. So. When and I was reading so, through it, oh, sorry, oh, sorry. <laughs> no. no, I was just thinking like it's so easy because beauty, like physical beauty, is right in front of us. So I feel like it's the easiest way to be like that is what beauty is. But mm-hmm. yeah, when you really get down into the depth of it, it's like beauty. Like when I think of someone that is beautiful, it's not like sometimes yeah, it's their physical appearance. Like they're such a beautiful person, but like also, I can see a beautiful person that doesn't have. Um, just a caring heart or a loving spirit and I'm like I don't think they're pretty anymore yeah. <laughs> like in my heart I think that yeah right and it just reflects that like beauty is so deep within mm-hmm. a person and you know it is. but I think it's a struggle I'm with you I struggle with it every day still and just insecurities or yeah all those things are just beauty like wanting to define my life by beauty and um definitely yeah. It's a struggle. So sorry. And I think, no, that's okay. I think (laughs) in our world too, it's hard because I mean, like what said, you are in the public eye. We are podcasters and we loved blogging and Instagramming and that's a big thing. And so I think it's hard because I mean, that's what we're surrounding ourselves with. And when I was reading your book, I kept telling my husband, I was like, listen to this. We're going to tell our daughter this because like I have a seven month old and I just kept thinking like, I hope that Quinn finds her beauty in this way you know and it is my goal as her mom to do that and that like I felt like I was reading it with Adam because I kept interrupting him like every five minutes and listen to what she said here and like listen to this and it's just it's powerful and I think everyone should read it because I think it just for me and like wit and I would talk about it every morning after we talk about it but like it just kind of recenters you and what's important And I don't know that there's a lot out there that does that. And so for a girl who has done a lot of Bible study books, I really appreciate yours because I think it was really easy to read and really easy to understand and work through and like imply it, apply it to my own life, which I really loved. So thank you for that. Amazing. Thank you. That's so encouraging. So talking about your book, (laughs) we have to get into the dirty because your husband wrote the sweetest oh. forward oh. that I have ever read yes. in a book. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> like everyone just needs to buy your book to read the forward. Oh my it, gosh. Thank um, you. It was so, I mean, it was wonderful. So yeah. we have to ask, but we want to know everything about life. We want to know about the basics. How did you and Jason meet? When yes. did you get married? How did you get married? How do you keep a life of faith together? Yeah. Tell us all the goods. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, so 
we met this is funniest thing and I'll just keep but I had I was doing rehab for about two years I didn't need very intense rehab for that long but it was my physical therapist was my trainer and I worked out with like 20 minor major baseball and football players that were just training for the like combine or upcoming season and they became like my brothers but also like there were definitely like crushes and stuff <laughs> so I like had the biggest crush on this guy and I was coming to LA so I had met or so Juliana Rantic who is co-hosting with Jason at the time and is again now which is the best um <laughs> she reached out like probably a month after my accident and she was going through her double mastectomy in the hospital and so she was healing and saw my story and just told her husband like she reminds me so much of me at her age and I just want to reach out and let her know like she has so much life ahead of her all this stuff and so we got to know each other like probably over a year's worth of time and um in that fall she was like do you want to come out to LA I'd love to interview you and like yeah I would love that and so I came out with my mom and so on this trip I literally came out with like the biggest crush on this guy and I remember apologizing to my mom I was like I am so sorry I'm like <laughs> I'm so distracted right now and um <laughs> all this stuff and she's like it's okay and um so it's just ironic because I was coming out here and I'm like who would have known I met my husband on this trip but um <laughs> I interviewed with Juliana and she was like, do you know Jason? I'm like, I think so. And we met on set and then it was a Friday at that time. And so he like wrote out this list of things for us to do in the city and put his number at the bottom and was like, Hey, if you want to hike with me tomorrow, I'm going with my friend and just text me. And I'm like extremely Southern. So <laughs> it was not in me to like, I just, I would always have guys like text me or whatever. And the next morning I'm like wait <laughs> I was like should I text him but um <laughs> it was like also a weird like turn of events in the morning there was like my mom and I were gonna go hiking and it was really foggy so we went to breakfast and I was like I forgot like Jason said this should I text him and she was like yeah <laughs> so we ended up going on a hike and it was just like one of the most amazing experiences like incredible conversation I feel like it showed so much of who he was like little things like we met in his house which we had no idea and my mom and I are like oh my gosh this like could be really creepy <laughs> um but we like we were meeting at his house because there's like no service on the hill like that we were going to hike on so he just like thought of everything brought water just like the sweetest thing oh. and my mom's like a tough person to get through like in a good way she was like very discerning and so her and Jason like talked at the beginning and then like me and his friend and then we like switched but it was just like a great time like I didn't really think a ton of it and my mom and I were like he is just so cute and all this stuff and so Jason was with his friend after the hike and his friend was like tearing up and Jason's like are you crying Wait, what is happening <laughs> and he was, like, he was like yes I just feel like you and Mo would be so great together and Jason was like I feel like you're right um but Aww. neither of us were thinking about it really in that way truly we were just like I think we both just thought so he had watched my story for a while and he um this is like a crazy little thing within that that I didn't know about until a little bit after we were dating but he I did this dateline segment with Natalie Morales hmm. and um he had watched that in his room like he was there one night and he told his friend he was like I want to marry someone like that and then we ended up, he was just dying to like interview me and all this stuff. And so he had followed that whole journey. So I think for him, it was more like, 
I'm excited to talk to her in person about all this stuff. And I thought, I love meeting new people. Like, I'm really open to it. I don't always yeah. think through everything before I do it, yeah. <laughs> um, which can be positive and negative. But um, yeah, that was just kind of how it went. And then he just started pursuing me from that point on. And I just tell a lot of people, like, this is just a compliment to him, but he is like the best dater. Like, just how he pursued <laughs> me and how he made me feel like so thought of and so loved and um we long distance dated for about a year and a half and it was one of the best experiences like I know people say long distance is so hard and it definitely is so hard but I think one of the blessings in it is you're just constantly communicating Mm -hmm. and getting to know each other so deeply and then when you're together it's like you value that time so much because you're in person and um yeah, I just remember coming out here the first time and I feel like God just confirmed so many things of like what I thought um, about him and just his community and his leadership and his faith. And he's just a blast and so funny and so thoughtful. And um, yeah, so we got married like so cute. about four and a half years ago. And um, he's just like an angel in my life. And I feel like He's literally just my best friend. <laughs> I like just love him so much. Well, you and, can tell. Um, you guys oh, yeah, can you tell can so yeah. much. Oh yeah. I got to know, is that best friend that thought he should marry you, is he still his friend? Yeah. Oh, my god. The one from the oh, hike? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> he had to be so happy. Friend. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So happy. Um, but, yeah. I, I also have to say messy. that I – totally agree with you that long distance my husband's in the military and he's deployed right now and so we hear all the time oh my gosh we did three years distance but it definitely makes a difference like there's just something about it you just connect in a different way and it makes things so special so I totally agree with you on that and I think that if you take it and just say, you know, we're going to take this long distance and work on our communication. I honestly yes. think you'll probably succeed in the end. And so, yeah, that's just my little long distance nugget too. I agree with you. <laughs> Isn't it the truth? But I feel like it takes truly a perspective from both. Like they have to have that perspective where it will just like, I don't know, it could not work in that way. If You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're both if like, both okay, parties. I have to accept. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. There's so much to it. There, I mean, there's trust, there's faith. I mean, there's so much to it, but yeah, it definitely helps with communication. That's always what we say. So, and it gets harder. I always like remember just um, as time goes on and you just get so like even closer, you're just like, I'm just devastated that you're leaving. (laughs) Like, I feel like you become like a little child. Like, I can't handle it. <laughs> no. What was the thing that finally got you to move to LA? Is that when you guys got engaged or? Yeah. So what brought you I was out? actually planning on moving. Um, again, I'm so bad with times, but I think it was, <laughs> wait, let me think. I think it was 2014. Yeah. 2014, like June is when I was planning to move out here. And Jason had said like, really want to move to LA and then we we're talking about engagement and all that. Like, get engaged after you're here for a little bit. And, like, he, like, totally surprised me. And that was, like, a trick all along. But he proposed before I moved to L.A. Um, so then I moved here. And we just were planning our wedding and finding a house and all of that. 
So that's so that's so fun. Oh, I just the good old times, right? Now, how long have you guys been married now? So it's been about four and a half years, and it's just like so interesting to think back on this time because so I'm like really close to my family and I moved from Dallas here. Yeah. And it's just been a struggle for me um, regarding being away from family. And that has made Jason and I so incredibly close because of like the hardship that that has brought into my life. Yeah. Which, yeah. But it's like a blessing that I miss my family so much. But I think a lot of it had to do with like my accident and my parents were divorced for seven years and they got remarried and we just went through a lot, remarried to each other. And we just went through a lot as a family. Right. Um, so we're just like deeply connected and I have a twin sister and we're best friends and she has a little girl and is pregnant with another little girl. And it just makes like the separation so hard, but knowing like Jason's just been like that person for me, um, all under the foundation of Jesus. And I feel like even today, so I was like struggling with, um, just like, or how I mentioned, I've been struggling with fear. And I feel like a lot came up last night, um, just on my way home. And he is just like, okay, so today, if you're like struggling in that way, just remind yourself of like reality and like what God created, like, look at this pink tree and be like, thank you, Jesus, for this like beautiful pink tree you created. And all this stuff are just praying over like my mind and that it just is at peace. And I feel like we really just walk like very closely in life together and but it takes sizing that and it takes being aware of that and I feel like we've shifted a lot in that because he was like he's just such a social butterfly and I'm more of a homebody but I love people at the same time yeah um but I feel like at the beginning of our marriage is when that really grew and we just came to such an understanding of each other and it really was like we're both willing to grow to like get to know you better and so um, I think that's what's made us so close, which is such a gift. It's um, so a yeah, beautiful so gift cool. to have. Cool. You yeah. can absolutely tell it through just the little that you show of each other on social, and you just seem like such a a tight knit pair. And it's just definitely. really, it's really cool to watch. Yeah, Thank definitely. You. Since moving to California, though, you've kept yourself busy. You <laughs> have created. Um, stranded, right? A dry yeah. shampoo, a powdered mm-hmm. dry shampoo, which I love. Mm-hmm. I love. love that. So tell us about the process of creating your own um, dry shampoo line. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's like so funny, but my best friend and I lived together in Dallas and um, she was a nurse. She's in med school now, but she was a nurse and worked a lot of night shifts and she would come home if there wasn't a lot going on especially and she would just have all these ideas because she's like very logical and um just has like I don't know when her mind gets going she just thinks of like the best thing so she came home one morning and she was like "Lo, I feel like we need to create a dry shampoo for brunettes because we use baby powder (laughs) but they can't use baby powder and like it's just better than spray and like all this stuff and we're like okay so we were, we were like, that's a great idea. We were researching ingredients that were really healthy for your hair and your head and your scalp and your body and like all this stuff. And so we started creating it in our apartment and would test it on my sister. Cause she's a brunette. And it just kind of started like that, but we had no idea what we were doing. Like we, <laughs> I remember we would stop and be like, 
wait, now we have no idea what we're doing. We would literally <laughs> pause for like six months because we're just like, well, we can't make it out of our apartment. And like, how do we do this? And how do we do branding? And honestly, we would just reach out like on social media, like, does anyone know a branding person? Or ask my <laughs> dad, like, what do we do here? And um, again, I feel like we both were praying. We're like, God, if this is something you want us to do, just like put the steps in front of us and we'll like move forward with that. And that is what happened. Um, and it's just been this whole growth process. But it took four years from that idea to the launch. Wow. Um, and that's just what a process it was because we were just learning as we went on how to move forward with everything. And um, it's just been so fun. So I actually was in Dallas and we were meeting with the team. So it's um, my sister and her husband joined our team like a couple years ago. And then a few more have been added on since then. And um, it's just so fun. So we're just... Uh, we're changing a few things with our formula right now with the dry shampoo. And um, we're also coming out with wipes. So Jason oh. and I, I don't know if you've seen our like airplane cleaning. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I totally okay. saw it. <laughs> it's like the funniest thing um, ever. But we were like, I feel like we need to create really good wipes because we have ones we like, but we wanted to change a few things. And so that's been our new project and awesome. so launch in the summer. And so um, yeah, wow. it's been just like a really sweet process, but honestly, starting your own company, like there's so much more than you think involved in the whole thing and then takes longer than you think always. And it's also just like always a learning process. Like you think you're, you're done when you launch and you're like, yes, okay, we did it. But it's just almost like you're back at the beginning and you're learning and testing things and yeah, just listening to to clients and all that. kind of fun to challenge yourself though like yeah, you guys are creating fun. these wipes now I saw I think Jason was on like Kathy Lee and Hoda well now it's like Kathy Lee and Jen I don't I don't know what yeah. it just changed to but um yeah I do that same thing and there aren't any wipes that are like a clean wipe I feel like yes like a clean wipe that is effective and powerful and good for your skin yes so I, I hate to say I always use my baby wipes <laughs> yeah totally yes I know I yeah. need I need I when it. you create those they're going to be in my pack because oh, I for sure wipe down those chairs I wipe anything down I love it's that so that's good. how you thought of dry shampoo because I've been a blonde my whole life and I've always yeah. used baby powder but yes. our mutual best friend is dark hair. And I always wondered, like, what did she use? Yes. Like, I'd love to ask Cody, like, what did you use in your hair? Because yes. it's so dark. I know. That is and genius. I feel like, yeah, some of this race too, we tried out for brunettes. And we were just like, oh, my gosh, we just stained our wall. It's, like, brown now. <laughs> and we were just seriously like, what do brunettes use? We don't know. Um, so it's been fun. Well, I'm excited yeah. to see what the new formula looks like. I'll be looking in for yeah. that. Thank so. you. We're yes. just adding some more essential oils to oh, it. So I love that. Fun. Yeah. Love it. The one thing I really love on your website that you've been talking a lot about recently is your clean sweep program and it yeah. just launched and I think it's so cool. So I want to know like, what was the inspo behind that? Like creating your dry shampoo, you said it was, you wanted it to be clean and your wipes. So yeah. how did you create this program? Okay. So I feel like ever since my accident, it's just been a process for me because I had, I've just had severe bloating for like 15 years every day, no matter what I ate and grew up in a really health conscious family that's really active and we eat like super clean and 
it just was such a confusing thing because I'm like, what am I doing to create this bloat? And it's so uncomfortable and it makes you really insecure because you're just like, oh my God. I mean, it literally looks like I'm like six months pregnant and I can't button my jeans and it makes you just kind of like your energy lower and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And so yeah. um, I kind of started researching a lot and in college I did like an elimination diet, but I didn't know what that was at that time. I was just thinking what food is causing this? So I ate the same thing for like two to three years, probably almost every day, yeah. <laughs> um, which is just so funny. What was so it? Just... Been there. <laughs> so hard boiled eggs in the morning, a salad for lunch that I would make with like olive oil, lemon juice dressing, and then roasted sweet potatoes and um, steamed broccoli or like some vegetable for dinner. And then sometimes with the protein, sometimes with that. But it was like <laughs> such a boring meal, but yeah. it was working yeah (laughs) um and I loved it so anyways it started with that and then just like the bloating would go in waves and then um after my accident I just experienced like the worst fatigue I've ever had in my life and it was affecting a lot of life out here because I just couldn't stay awake like to even go to dinner not that I'd be asleep if I stayed home but if I was at dinner I actually like was having a hard time staying awake um it was just this bone tiredness. And so I learned a lot through the medication. And so it was like a time I was in the hospital and then like probably a week after I was home. And um, just how much that affects your gut and your um, just the way your, your body operates. And so um, I just started getting a lot of questions because it became such a big passion of mine or it is such a big passion of mine similar questions on Instagram like through DMs and I'm like I feel like I need to create a resource because so many people I feel like are confused about health and like wait okay so this is good for me but maybe this is not good for them but it's good for me like what or like right it's great for you but not for you or whatever (laughs) and I feel like you can just get so confusing and there's all these fad diets and um, just so many things, but I feel like if you have the proper information, it's actually pretty simple. And so I just felt like, okay, I need to, yeah, just create a resource where it practically outlines how to clean up your life. And so I split it into three months. So the first month is all about food and it just, um, shows you like how to read a label properly, um, how to clean out your pantry, what if what to fill it back up with, how to clean out your fridge, what to fill it back up with, recipes that are suitable for families and people on the go and how to snack and how to like know if a food is proper for you and um, just a lot of things like that. And then month two is all about products and how that affects your health. And um, month three is all about practices and just, um, I just like link everything throughout the whole thing just to make it like so easy and just, um, not stressful and kind of put it in little chunks but throughout the whole thing also encouraged to like go at your own pace and have grace on yourself and like this is just a process like no one's gonna make every change and be in perfect health like the next day and right you're gonna have struggles your body's gonna respond in Mm -hmm. not so good ways sometimes and Mm -hmm. um yeah and just like also linking that to emotional health and boundaries and how to say no and just being aware and resting and all that. So it was like, it was a big project. Um, yeah. But it was just so rewarding because I feel like 
it's just something that I feel like people are really desperate for right now. And it can just make such an impact on your life. It can. If it wasn't so annoying, I would totally give you a round of applause. Um, <laughs> as a nurse I'm and soon-to-be nurse practitioner, I feel like awesome. you – this is this is preventative health care. This is, yeah. this is disease prevention at its finest, and it needs to be implemented yes. in everyone's life because, yes. you know, I'm not your fixer and medication's not your fixer. Um, yeah. And so I, I just – love what you're doing when I was reading your program like everything about it I think people should 100% jump on board because you're not making it scary you're making it obtainable and Mm -hmm. I truly believe that that this type of health that you have and that you're showing is everyone can have it like Mm -hmm. everybody can have it it's just it's like making that time and just saying Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to do it. And it's just having willpower. I think we don't have the willpower often. We want convenience. And it kills me. And I also think it appears a little daunting. Like when, like a lot of the programs you hear now are like, empty out your cabinet with everything, empty out your fridge with everything, and then go into your bathroom and empty out every product you use. And then go into your shower and do that. (laughs) And everyone is like, that's good. I mean, what? Like, that's crazy. But I think how you said you do it in chunks so that people can handle it. Like we do it in small things. No one's expected to do this in one day. And I think that's such a cool part of your program. Totally. And I think just being real about the process, like, and yeah, and just like do family or doing it with someone to like being, it's kind of formed this community of people that um, page, but it's so fun to read it because everyone's like answering each other's questions or like, Hey, this is really hard for me. It was hard. And I love that so much. Cause I feel like that just helps tremendously. And then as you were saying too, like, I feel like you have to have the desire to want to do it or you will not do it. Mm-hmm. Obviously that sounds so like, <laughs> like obvious, <laughs> but, um, I feel like it's just so true because there's like a reason why people hesitate and that's something to really dig into. But like, yeah, it's just also when you start that journey and you feel so good, you're just like, I can't imagine what I did without all this or even like how good healthy food tastes. If you make it like mm-hmm. taste really good, like use yeah. spices and use mm-hmm. herbs or like whatever to season it. And then like, it's just so healing to your body. And I really believe like food is medicine and mm-hmm. medicine's necessary when it's necessary. Obviously I believe that through my yeah. experience, but I feel like so much of the time medicine is just the, like the answer right away without getting to the root issue. And so I'm so, yeah, just getting to the root of that. And then also knowing how that all affects like mental health and depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. and all of that, you know. Definitely. It all, like, stems together. No, it does. And you guys check out her other Instagram, The Clean Stuff, because I was stalking um, it today and saved, like, 20 <laughs> bazillion products and was like, I have to try this. I have to try this one. <laughs> it's so good. So good. I love that. Yeah. My mom and her girlfriends, they're so cute, but they um, all went to Foley together. So my mom did this event there and that's where I order almost all my beauty products because they basically reverse engineer a lot of them to make sure they're actually completely pure. 
Oh, wow. And also that they're effective. And so um, my mom did an event there with some of her girlfriends and they were like, whoa. <laughs> like, <I saw> them <laughs> and they're like, what do we do without this? And they were like, ones that would probably be the hardest to make the switch over because they're just mm-hmm. like, I have the products I love. They're, you know, anti-aging or whatever it might be. And like the makeup I love and there's nothing as good as this. And, and they were just like, oh my gosh, this is like changed my skin in a week. And like, I didn't know there was really anything wrong with my skin, but now seeing it, you're just like, this is so crazy because it's just natural things feeding your skin. And yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just love it. It's so fun. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Definitely. That's my hardest one is the beauty products. I will say that. So I have to switch over. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> uh... like, there's like no judgment. It really is oh. just like a personal journey. You know what I mean? It is. I, I just kind of feel guilty about it. Like I'm so good everywhere else, but I still, I'm like, I can't give up my Lemire. It's so yes. bad. <laughs> I'm so snobby, yes. but that's okay. <laughs> oh. All right, Lauren, tell our listeners what we can expect to see from you in 2019. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we're really excited about the wipes coming out soon. That's <laughs> too. Yes. And then um, we're actually right now renovating our house that we bought um, a few months ago and we're doing a completely non-toxic remodel. Oh, so amazing. So going to be sharing. Yeah. It's crazy what we've learned, like so crazy. And so I'm going to be sharing just the whole journey. Um, everything should be starting by like next week, like mid next week. So I'm just going to post a lot about it. And um, so that's a big thing. And then we want to get a dog and Yay, we're trying to have kids. Like I feel like a lot of big life things are happening. That's so cool. exciting. We're like, are we old? Yeah. <laughs> we're all getting up there. I'm in my 30s now, and every day I'm like, ugh, I'm in my 30s. I know. I, know. I ask my husband that all the time. Like, are we old enough to be parents? Yes. Like, we're not. <laughs> no, it's crazy to think about. It's surreal. But it's fun. It's it's a great I, – I love this time. If, That's um, really yeah. exciting. Yeah. We're so excited to watch all that we with are. you. and cannot wait we are okay we ask every guest lauren it's like it's our favorite um what is the best piece of advice your best friend that has ever given you oh my gosh that's such a good question um i would say so my best friend i was actually just telling her this this weekend because i was with her but she helped me like slow down my pace of life and just like be in the moment um and that's like a big I struggle with that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then um, also just to like be completely who I am. I think she hasn't said that out loud, but she's created that space for me to be like that. And just no judgment always knows my like emotional state Mm -hmm. um, and just like lives life with me. So I feel like her actions more like speak that wisdom into me. I love that. That's beautiful. I, that is amazing. Best friends are the best best I just that's exactly the space a best friend should create for you definitely yes I love that well Lauren you have a lot of um, places where people can find you so instead of making you list them all out here we are going to put them on our Instagram and we're going to put them on our website under your post so people can find your book your clean sweet program your clean beauty all that stuff all your Instagrams uh, your foundation (laughs) so we'll have all that there so you don't need to name it now but we really appreciate you coming on it has been so fun chatting with you and we know our listeners are going to love you too thank you so much for having me y'all are the best oh you are thank you for coming